Win stacks of cash by entering the 150K Crack the Code giveaway. Brought to you by your local paper, now through July 14th. Look for the code on page A2. Then visit 150kgiveaway.com and submit your entry. You could win the grand prize of $100,000. Grab the paper every day. Get the code on page 2A and improve your chances to win tons of weekly cash prizes. Visit 150kgiveaway.com for details. From the newsroom of the Rockford Register Star, here's what's new today. Um, to be honest, to be frank, I got out of a bad breakup. So I, I guess like the message behind it is rise up to me. Like um, the world is ours, you know. So rise up. I'm, I'm tired of um, downing myself or lowering myself um, to meet me halfway at least. You know, like rise up to the criteria of me. I'm Scott Yates, multimedia journalist for the Rockford Register Star. And that's my guest today, Rockford's self-taught painter, Shaniqua Porter. Shaniqua's work is inspired by female empowerment and dedicated to self-love and self-reflection. Her use of bright primary colors screams for your attention and her dripping pastels and earth tones seduce you into the canvas where graceful curving lines outline sensual nude figures. Her work is mostly bold portraits of strong and proud figures. Her work brings to mind the surrealism of Salvador Dali, the female strength and inner struggles of Frida Kahlo, and the pop portraiture of Kahinde Wiley. Shaniqua is an only child of a single mother. She drew early inspirations from her mom, aunt, and grandmother. She dabbled in early works, doodling on papers and bedazzling kids' shoes. Shaniqua didn't begin painting until only two years ago during a period of depression. She says she turned on some music one night and painted the figure of a woman that later became her first sale to a customer. Porter's previous shows include the Vibe Life Expo at Rivet Stadium in Loves Park in May this year. Shaniqua visited the Register Star newsroom two weeks ago to record this podcast. So let's drop in on our conversation now. Awesome. Uh, we have never hung out before today. So I don't know you personally, but you came highly recommended by a previous guest, Vic Rivera, Vic Monsta. He's an artist, uh, uh, a hip-hop artist in town that uh, song year praises and an artist we met in a previous show here ever since he mentioned you as an artist he was excited about i've been diving down the rabbit hole of your social media and the works that you've made public so far um and i just absolutely love it so i'm so happy that i finally got you on the show here uh, i think our listeners will have a lot to learn from you so thanks for coming in to the newsroom today glad to be here Glad to be here. Right on, right on. Um, I don't want to put any words in your mouth ever, so why don't you start by just describing your own artwork? Um, I would say that my artwork um, 
it's based on feminism, of course, just with me being an artistic feminist and whatnot. But um, basically dedicated to like self-love, self-reflection, women empowerment. Um, I grew up um, in a single parent household, which was my mom. So um, a lot of like my influences come from my, my aunt my grandma, my mom, um, and whatnot. I, my father figure wise, I, I had my grandpa. So like everything that, um, I'm sorry, I'm nervous. Um, okay. That's all right. But, um, did you have any brothers and sisters? No, I'm the only child. An only child. I'm the only raised child. Raised by your mama. I've been, um, creative all my life. Um, and I give her kudos for that. Cause my mom has always just let me like whether it's cutting up, I still and she has them to this day. Cutting up like family photos and whatnot into like heart shapes, or I've been kind of weird like that um, all my life. And all whatnot. the best of us are the weird ones. Yep, yep. I definitely, I, I, <laughs> I definitely grew up like kind of like the black sheep and whatnot. But um, a lot of like my art, artistic standpoint, my mom was an artist herself. So and what did she do? Um, drawing. So. Okay. I would go through her sketches and I destroyed her sketches like as a child because I would color over them. Which oh, she, no. Like I said, she she never got angry or anything in that sort. Um, she kind of just let me do my own thing. So that's, I always give kudos to like my mom. Um, and how she, did you morph into painting now? Um, painting. So um, I went to school for psychology and human development. Um four years in and then I'm like uh I always took like an art course like no matter what extra money and no matter what I always took like an art course and whatnot um but I was always drawing which I picked up from my mom my mom would like draw types of characters like Winnie the Pooh um Garfield and they'll look just just like it she'll tell you to this day like that she doesn't she lost her touch and whatnot but once an artist always an artist um but um, I was always into like drawing and whatnot. I tapped into painting about two years ago. Um, well, well, do you think you gravitated towards drawing a lot as a kid because you were an only child? Did, was it a form of entertainment for you yeah, at home? I would say so. Um, yep, because I would doodle even like in class. I would always find myself doing sketches, like doodling. Um, I've been like that. Like my mom keeps all my my drawings from when I was young. Um, like as a kid, you know, you bring home. My mom has boxes and boxes of my old finger paintings and collages but and stuff like that. When yeah. I look at them, like they actually look good. Like for me to have been so young, so like it was actually. I'm like, uh, maybe she saw it, you know, like maybe she saw it in me. But um, I started painting like two years ago. Just life hit depression. Um, I don't know what made me convince me to pick up like paint. But um, I, I stopped by Michael's. That's my favorite store. <laughs> but Shout out to Michael's. Then. <laughs> they know me in there off East State Street. But that's my favorite store. But um, I stopped in and I saw that it was on sale. So I'm like, oh, let me grab some acrylic paint. And I'm like, let me grab like a, a canvas. Um, it was 75% off. So I grabbed it. Um, painted a woman. Oh, I wish I had. I wish I wouldn't have sold that um, picture. That was the first picture I ever sold. But something just, I, I tuned out, like turned on some music one night. And um, I painted a woman like praying. 
And like I said, I was going through like a hard time, um, breakup, depression, like just finding myself like and whatnot, um, trying to figure out if I want to go back to school or, you know, like finance is expensive for school. So um, just dealing with finances and whatnot. But um, she actually came out like I'm like, oh, I did pretty. I, I was impressed. I'm like, I did pretty good. Um, I was just doing this just to, you know do something at the time, um, relieve some stress. And I'm like, oh, let me, let me add some glitter. Like, cause I had some around because before, um, paint, like the painting came along, I used to, and a lot of people tell you, they'll call it bedazzling. So I used to bedazzle like, uh, like child sneakers and stuff. And I still do it, like put rhinestones and make tutus and stuff for kids. But um, I had glitter and stuff too. So I'm like, oh, let me add some glitter to it. And I'm like, oh, this looks really nice. Let me post it on um, Facebook. Let me see what people will say. And I got a real good reaction off and my mom was like wow like you should keep like doing it so I just I wouldn't say I mastered anything um with it I'm still learning it's a learning process um but hopefully it takes me I I just perfect my craft and it takes me make me far <laughs> so for our uninitiated listeners who are just starting to meet you here on our podcast called meet the artist um I think it's uh, important to to kind of just give an overview of what the the broad strokes of your 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 line of work looks like here. Um, here are my first impressions, and if you'll bear with me, I'll throw out a lot of compliments here, um, and and then we can uh, delve into to the nitty gritty after that. Um, I see your body of work full of bright colors, graceful curving lines, sensual nude figures. Uh, they are bold portraits that make you, the, the audience, feel the strength of that person depicted there. Um, I'm seeing the surrealness of a painter like Salvador Dali, uh, lots of melting colors going into each other, almost collage-like. Um, I see the female strength and inner struggles of a painter like Frida Kahlo and the pop portraits. Uh, the pop portraiture of a painter like Kunda Wiley, who is someone that I just was introduced to at my old home in Richmond, Virginia. Uh, Kunda Wiley, I think I'm saying his name correctly, uh, displayed at the Virginia Museum of Fine Arts. Huge wall-sized, colorful portraits of uh, pop culture figures. All of those elements just scream at me from your paintings that I've seen here. Um, why is it important to you to feature black people and women in your paintings? Um, that's what I come from. So with just me being a black woman, um, I just paint, th those are my experiences. So, um, I, and I get that a lot too. Um, I, I have people who have requested like you know or they feel offended I'm like it's it's nothing to really I, I don't do it to offend people but I just paint from my experience and what I come from um and how I view the world and whatnot which is from a black woman's standpoint but um and if you'll bear with me here I, I really felt the need to bring up that specifically because it is a, a voice and a viewpoint that we don't often see here in in our uh successful popular culture here and when i saw your work i i, 
I loved your voice and what you had to say, and I wanted to bring you uh, it to our audiences here too. So thank you uh, for all of that. Um, the The theme of improvement seems to be prominent in your public persona. You mentioned self-empowerment, feminism. Uh, whether that is self-improvement or the encouragement of others improving their own lives, uh, that's a thread woven in your work. You're always working to get better. Yes. Um, and that seems to be important to you. Yes, it is. Um, definitely. Um, it's always room for improvement and whatnot. Um, I just try not to... I try not to do um, I do my own thing. Like as far as like I'll get custom requests and whatnot. Um, I try to sway away from those. I don't. You just want to do your own my, thing. You know, let let me be artistic. Um, I I don't like when people are like Barbados. Like, can you have it like this? This color, this shape, uh, this size. Those are the type of projects that I I probably I'll have to pass on. Um, but. Yeah, just just let me explore like my artistic um, ability and whatnot. But yeah, it's it's always room for improvement for me. I'm always looking for new techniques. Um, but I, I, I like I said, it's all a feeling as well. Um, I don't copy or you know look research of different techniques or you know like what to I just kind of go with the flow and how I, I feel and whatnot and kind of like your first work you were describing yes. it was it began on an impulse buy at Michael's uh, a discounted canvas and some paint I'm like something was like yeah get that like buy that canvas it's 75% off so it's like 12 bucks like buy that canvas and I was impressed that it sold. I sold it for 45 bucks and it was huge too. Well, you, like, you, I think the important thing here, correct me if I'm wrong, is that you recognized an impulse, a creative urge to do a thing and you embraced that. Yes. And went down that path and it turned out when, you know, funny thing, when you start to follow your own path, you start to become successful. Yes, <laughs> yes, 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 definitely. But that also takes a lot of work the path to improving oneself at least in like america uh, in our society it's often associated with working harder and harder to make more money to make more money it's uh, like the hustle we're we're familiar with the hustle here um you know working overtime at the nine to five job is is there such a thing as too much work see if it ever that's what i want to escape from if it ever came down to I have to do this for a paycheck or I, I want to do it because it's something that I love um, in life. At the end of the day in life, you only got one life. Like do what you love. I don't want to do something um, based off of finances or or money or um, I have to paint this way because people like this or, you know, I just want to go with the flow and do what I like if you don't like it you don't like it if you love it you love it you know so I never want to do something to the point where I don't want to do it anymore I don't like doing it anymore because my life is revolving just around this like now it's a full-time job for me like I just want it to be something that I just love to do so how do you how do you cur uh how do you foster that creative energy do you have a nest uh, or a studio at home that you that's your safe space or uh the the place that 
is where you protect your creative energy so that you can do your own path to do your own work as you want to do it? I actually do. Um, I have a two-bedroom apartment, so my second bedroom um, I made into my, I don't have any kids or anything. My mom was like, you only need one bedroom. I'm like, no, I need two. Um, so my second bedroom is like my art studio. But honestly, I spend 99% of my time painting in my living room, like on the couch. Like um, I'm not comfortable with using like easels and whatnot. So it's kind of hard like when I go to like art shows or if I'm doing live painting for me too, because I'm used to sitting down, painting on a table, like the canvas on a table and just going at it with music. I love music. Uh, music, like depending on how I'm feeling and whatnot, um, that influences a lot of what you see like in my pieces and whatnot. So yes, definitely, definitely music has to be involved for me to be painting. It's Fantastic. Kinda... What artists or uh, which artists are you excited about in the Rockford art scene nowadays? Oh, I tell her over and over. Um, but Evangelina Jimenez, um, very, I think she's about 22, 21. Correct me if I'm wrong. I'm sorry. I know she's young. She's fairly young. Um, she posted a female, she does it every year, I believe, an annual female energy art show. Uh, she had the news down there. I'm not sure if you heard of it. It was a big event. But um, her work, like with colors and and whatnot it's like pop and then she's she's just on to something like she's got that ambition so I'm definitely excited for her I'm excited um I actually think her like at the female energy art show I walked in with about 25 paintings and I walked out with six so I sold a lot of work at that female energy uh art show so and Evangelina was uh spearheading she, that effort there she created the whole female energy like the show and whatnot she put it all together by herself she gathered all of us Ooh, it, I want to say it was about it was a lot of us um girls that she put together from makeup artists to artists um nail technicians like uh different genres of, of women that she just put I don't know how she did it but she did it all by herself so I was really proud of her but she's on to something very on I can see it so we've got uh, to look at some big things happening from Evangelina yes. and uh, Shaniqua here, my guest in the studio here today. Um, as you look towards the future of art in Rockford here, what does that look like? And, and speaking of empowerment, what do our cultural leaders need to do more of to empower folks like yourself and other up-and-coming artists to succeed? I see a lot of um, the youth, um, especially like high school. Like high school, these high schoolers are talented. Um, I see a lot like just scrolling through Facebook and whatnot. Um, so I, th I just think like leaders just need to give them the, the power to express themselves. Um, like even like my work, I, like you said, you do see like a lot of nudity, but some people look at it like, oh, that's a naked woman or something in that sort. Like it's inappropriate and whatnot. But um, I see it as being free. Like the woman, women are beautiful. Like all people are beautiful. But women, especially for me, like just being like my background and whatnot, they're beautiful. So I just see it as a, a 
expression of freedom and whatnot. So let them just express themselves. You know, I think some people are afraid of that, you know, and how it may it may look. I think more people they're, they're afraid of how it looks and whatnot. But I think you should give people that freedom because at the end of the day, art art heals like. A person, how I, I never, and that's the thing about me as well. I never, like, some people will be like, how did you feel when you painted that? Like, what made you paint that? I never tell people. It's like my diary. Painting is like a diary for me. So I leave it up for your interpretation. So I might have been crying my eyes out um, painting that, you know, or something in that sort. But you might feel happy. So I don't want to tell you, like, oh, you know, I was sad doing that. And now you look at it and you're like, oh. <laughs> now I'm sad. You know, well, it's, it's up for interpretation. So. Well, you've just squelched my next question, even before I had a chance to ask <laughs> it. But I'm going to go for it anyway, because that's what we do here. Um, I'd love to uh, wrap up this conversation with a, a little trick that I learned from another favorite interviewer of mine. And that is to troll my guest's Instagram feed for a photograph that really begs to uh, begs us uh, to, to learn more about the backstory behind that photograph. Everything that you just told me that you're not going to do. <laughs> but here it is. I, I went down to a post of yours. Oh, and you're, you can be found on Instagram at... Call Me Salsa. Call Me Salsa. And I've scrolled down to a post from June 1st. It's a figure of a nude woman sitting down and facing away from us. She's got big curly hair with butterflies in it. There's a tiny man holding a paintbrush, climbing a ladder uh, up her back. Um, this is all on bold yellow canvas with a, a tiny city skyline dripping in the background. Uh, what's going on here and what do these symbols mean to you? <laughs> Oh, I would say it's up for interpretation, but um, that would make for a very short interview. <laughs> right? um, but um, basically just um, to be honest, to be frank, I got out of a bad breakup. So I, I guess like the message behind it is rise up to me like um, the world is ours, you know, so rise up. I'm, I'm tired of um, downing myself or lowering myself um to meet me halfway at least you know like rise up to the criteria of me so that was and like uh, butterflies and whatnot um if you notice a lot of my work has butterflies and it. it's kind of my signature as well um but just represent like being free and whatnot um but yeah just that's what it was all about like um rise up to me for once that's that's what the the picture pretty much screamed so yeah that, that was actually this piece can be found at the horse uh flower vintage uh boutique and art gallery down on um, north main but for viewing a lot of people have been asking me like can they can i see it can i can i purchase it i'm like yeah it's at the the art gallery but um yeah just basically that was the message behind it rise up and meet me well, Shaniqua Porter, thank you so much for coming into the Rockford Register newsroom today. It's been a huge pleasure learning about you and your paintings here. Thanks again. Thank you for having me.
for more from the newsroom of the Rockford Register Star, go online at rrstar.com.